Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Personal question. Personal question alert. Here we go. I'm going to ask this question, and I want you, uh, at least in your mind, to answer truthfully. Do you have any of these? Do you have sunspots? Do you have scars left over from acne? Do you have enlarged pores? Maybe you've got lines and wrinkles around your eyes. Maybe your skin isn't the way it used to be. Maybe a little saggy, not the same way. Maybe you got some stretch marks. We can take care of that. It's called microneedling, and she does it in her lounge all the time and gets great results with it, mkwellnesshydrationlounge.com, located in Orlando, Florida. And I'm talking about Maria Mole, and she's the owner. She's back with us. Hi, Maria. How are you? Hi, Steve. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. And uh, as we were reading that list, I'm thinking, yep, that's me. I've got that. I've also got that, <laughs> for sure. Uh, I always hear a lot about microneedling, but never have an idea of what it is. But I think a lot of us don't realize that it goes kind of, no, no pun intended, kind of deep in terms of how you can do it, what's available. So why don't, we, uh, why don't we start? I know the skin pen is one of the things that you, you offer at the lounge, right? Right, right. So there's lots of different forms of microneedling. There's different little devices. I would say your traditional microneedling. Um, back, I think, a few years ago, uh, SkinPen was the only one, I think, FDA approved in the U.S. And then now other manufacturers have come out with other great devices. So there's SkinPen, there's RejuvaPen, there's Collagen Pin. So there's, those are like your traditional microneedling devices. So the way microneedling works, it's so great. I feel like for everybody of all ages, you know, young people can do it, um, people in their 30s, 40s, 50s, and it's a great way to basically stimulate collagen in your skin. And what do we all need as we age? We need collagen. So that is one of the main uh, ways to get collagen back into the skin. So it's something very um, popular that we do at my office. Um, I always kind of include that in somebody's long-term plan. You know, if they're getting Botox and fillers and other kinds of services and IV infusions, I always make a plan and recommend for people to get a few treatments of microneedling a year because that's what's really going to, along with your skincare take care of the superficial layer of the skin, keep it nice and bright, help counteract some of that sun damage that is continuously happening, especially here in Florida. And there's a lot of different things you can do, and it gets very complex because you can actually add all these different um, boosters, I should call them. So you can microneedle with serums, different serums, just depending on your specific skin concerns. There's actually a new one that I'm playing around with, a new little formulation I'm playing around with. I'm actually doing it on myself first before um, offering it to clients. But you can actually do, some people will call it like, not a vampire facial, but I mean, some offices have called it that. So it's not really with plasma, but yes, you can use plasma. You can use, uh, I've been playing around with actually Botox, Botox. Uh, very diluted Botox in very small doses, if you microneedle it into the skin, it actually can help with acne because it will help to relax the sweat glands um, in the face. And I've actually been hearing these rumors that that's what Hollywood has been doing all these years, and that's why nobody has a big giant pimple because you can actually treat 
acne sometimes with Botox. So that's, I found that very interesting, and I've been playing around with that formula myself. You're super cool. You like try these things and you like literally on the edge of technology. Um, but it's not like you just throw things up against the wall and just, yeah, I hope that works or wow. Hmm, look at those results. That's not a good idea. It's right. you're very careful about what you do, but that's because you also have a major nursing medical background. You know, it's not just right. you're working right. in a spa and, and doing this kind of stuff or under the supervision of a doctor, uh, which is cool. So yeah, tell us more. I'm, I'm loving this. Yeah, so um, the other day I actually did the treatment on myself. So basically what you do, it's not the same as injecting Botox. So that's totally different because we're treating the muscle. So there's a way to kind of play around with Botox and dilute it um, a little bit more, very small amount, maybe like 5, 10, up to 15 units, heavily dilute it and use that. And you can actually microneedle that into the skin. And the goal is not to reach the muscle, obviously, and it won't because it's a very small amount. But the goal is to actually treat your pores. So by treating the pores with Botox, you can actually stop um, a lot of what's causing that bacteria buildup in the pore, which then causes a cystic acne breakout or, you know, a little pimple somewhere. So it has worked amazingly well. And um, you can see the results really quickly. Like in a few days, I mean, I just had like almost like this glass skin. Um, so that's something that I'm actually going to launch pretty soon once, once you know, I kind of start telling everybody about it, you know, especially I was looking for something specifically for my acne-prone patients. I feel for them so much because it is something that, you know, can really affect your self-esteem. And I dealt with it, you know, in my teenage years, and I didn't get acne for a really long time. And then now in my, my mid-30s, it's like come back with a vengeance for some reason. But, you know. Can we jump, changes yeah, and, you know what? Can we jump into that? Because I hear that a lot. And yeah, you know, yeah. either you had it when you were younger, then it went away, or it just popped up out of nowhere when you're older. Um, why is that? You said hormonal hormonal changes, but what else? Yeah, I think hormonal changes and then, you know, your skin is not in such good quality as you age, you know, if you're mm. not taking care of it or you know, or if you have some, you know, over overstressed, even that can cause, you know, a breakout. So there are many different things. Some people even have specific triggers, like um, me, for example. I know if I eat a lot of chocolate, like I'm gonna have a breakout. Like it's just something that I know triggers it. So everybody's a little bit different. It's really just about like kind of paying attention and seeing what is affecting you, or if you're taking some kind of supplement. You know, a lot of people don't know this, but certain supplements, even though they're great for you can have um, a secondary effect of giving you an acne breakout. Uh, biotin is one of those. You know how people take those biotin supplements for their hair and nails? Mm. And some people will actually, biotin will make them break out. So there, there are all these things that, you know, can potentially make you break out. So it's nice to have, like, a plan or, or something, you know, to do that can work for something like that because, it is very detrimental to the patient's self-esteem when, you know, they're having all this acne and they're not um, being able to control it and, you know, it really affects them. Is it a possibility that as you get older, your, your skin has gotten beat on, let's be honest, you know, more sun, <laughs> more damage, more all of that. Is it like when we get a cold and our immune system is down or lower and it's able to, the cold is, you know, able to, the germs are able to get into your body. Is it even possible like that's kind of the same thing? Your skin doesn't have the same bounce back or the same uh, 
uh, immunity. I don't mean that in, in a right. germ fighting way, but just a, a way to yeah. you know, fight off the acne or keep it away. Yeah, no, that's a good that's a good comparison because yes, as our skin ages, um, especially you know if we have a lot of sun damage, for example, um, we tend to get more hyperpigmentation or, or spots, and if you get a little acne. Um, sometimes, yeah, the little pimple goes away, but then you're left with this little brown spot that can kind mm. of linger for God knows how long, whereas maybe in your, you know, your teenage years, yeah, you would get a little spot, but, you know, it would go away fairly quickly. So I, I think it does have something to do with that, definitely. You know, our skin is, is in a different stage in life <laughs> than it was, you know, back when we were younger. Yep. But, but, yeah, I think mainly, though, it, it's probably hormonal related to, you know, our hormones go kind of in disarray as we age as well. Um, men and women so and sometimes even men you know they're on certain supplements and that's fine and dandy but you know you have to be cautious and kind of pay attention to see if maybe something that you're taking is, is causing an acne breakout or a cystic acne breakout well marie you bring up a really good point in that at when you get older and you get a pimple and it goes away you're sometimes left with a little pink spot that maybe it never goes away or it takes a longer time to go away than when you were younger, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and sometimes you have to do like little extra steps where maybe before you would put a little kind of little cream there and it would go away or even a little toothpaste my grandmother used to use <laughs> oh. to make it go away. Um, Forgot about that one. Okay. Of... <laughs> Forgot about <laughs> yeah, that one. It, it, did, does that, did it really do anything? I don't think so. Oh, okay. <laughs> Right. Maybe the chemicals in there maybe burned it a little bit, but that's really the only way I would okay. see that working. Yeah, you got me excited for a second, wondering like, oh, did that really? Oh, I forgot about that one. I'm going to go home and get uh, some Crest, and we're good to go. Um, <laughs> age spots. Let's talk about sunspots, age spots with micro needling. How effective is it in getting rid of those? Oh, very effective because what we're doing with micro needling is we're regenerating new skin cells, right? So. By doing that, you you know, if you're consistent with it and you maintain your microneedling uh, sessions, you'll see session by session or even with time. And even if once you're done with treatment, you'll kind of continue to see those changes because you're causing that stimulation of collagen and causing that stimulation of the skin cells to turn over. So you'll see them um, a lot more diminished and accompanying that with good skincare and making sure that you're wearing SPF every day, you will definitely notice a huge improvement. I mean, if it doesn't, you know, sometimes we can't take it away completely, of course, if it's been there for many years or whatever the case is, we might need to hit that with a little bit of laser or some, some other kind of combo treatment. But microneedling alone will help, you know, lighten a lot of those spots in conjunction with, you know, whatever you can add as a booster because sometimes we can use boosters during the microneedling that are sustainable specific for decreasing some of those age spots and sunspots. Hmm. How long does it take? Let's say, and you know, every age spot, sunspot is different. Every, everybody's skin is different, but typically how long, you know, uh, how many treatments does it really take to, you know, let's say you have a spot that's um, like a quarter inch diameter, uh, mm -hmm. not, you know, not too dark, not too light. What do you think? I would say with that, maybe three or four treatments a year would probably do the trick. Now, if it's a sunspot that has been there for a very, very long time and, you know, it, it runs very, probably, probably running very deep in the dermis, then you may need more treatments. But you kind of play it by ear. Sometimes when we're treating things um, more severe, like more severe hyperpigmentation or very severe acne scarring, for example, 
unfortunately, they, they're just going to need more treatment to help, you know, because it's just a more complex problem. But I would say your normal person with their normal ACE spots that aren't too severe, three to four treatments a year is usually sufficient. And then if we're treating something more severe, then maybe you can go up to about six, maybe even eight treatments with um, severe acne scarring because that usually runs very deep and you want to go, you know, low and slow and just wait about four to six weeks in between treatments and just kind of keep up with it because we do want to tackle that pretty aggressively. Okay. You said three to four treatments a year. Why, mm-hmm. why would you continue going back a year? Uh, or, or are you getting like, you know, free spots, you know, you just, you know, very faint ones. Are you getting them in, in advance of them getting darker and deeper? Right. And you're getting ahead of the problem and you're helping not only with that, but you're also going to be continuously, um, stimulating that collagen, which is, and stimulating those skin cells, which is the important part, because yes, you can do, let's say, three treatments and then never do it again, but remember, you're going to continue to age, you're going to continue to get sun, you know, hopefully with your sunscreen, but you're still going to continue to be out there and living your life, and you're you're going to be aging naturally, so, you know, it's something, it's, I, I would say your microneedling is your maintenance, part of your maintenance treatments along with your Botox. Um, and your fillers as well if you need volume restoration. Interesting. See, I, I never heard that. I never thought that. But it's really, it's almost like skin maintenance that you're doing? Right, right, exactly. Because hmm. a lot of people think they can get it from like a pill. Well, I'll just take my collagen. But that's not the same type of collagen, number one. That's great for your joints and that's great for maybe your hair and your nails. But it's really not going to tackle like the fine lines, the wrinkles, the hyperpigmentation, what's really going to stimulate that is if we actually do a controlled injury to the skin so we can kind of force that skin to regenerate itself. And that's really the only true way to build collagen, which is why microneedling and lasers and chemical peels are all very great things to do. What about stretch marks? It's uh, one that comes up a lot of times. Uh, mm-hmm. How effective is microneedling in getting rid of that? So it can work with stretch marks. However, I will say it works better if it's a what I call a baby stretch mark or an immature stretch mark. And that those are the ones um, that are recent. So it's funny because when stretch marks are new, they're, they're pretty much they're red. They're actually like a red color, like mm. a pink color. And then when they turn almost like scars, when they turn into a mature scar or mature stretch marks, then it just kind of fades into like that nudish or even silvery color. Um, so it does work really well when it's new. It works much better versus stretch marks that you may have had, you know, I don't know, 10, 20 years, and they're kind of already that silvery or even like a nude color. It will still work but it won't work as well as if it was a brand new stretch mark that we can really kind of tackle because it hasn't gotten ingrained in you just yet. I'm getting the visual that you just gave on the stretch marks and I'm thinking, (laughs) I really am like, and everybody's got them. If you're older, you're probably, unless you have the best skin, tightest skin, um, like even I'm trying to describe you, you lift your arms up and you could have them almost underneath your arms. Does that sound right? Yeah, yeah. Stretch marks can appear in all kinds of places. And it's really just, you know, our skin stretching and 
you know, maybe, you know, I don't think anyone ever stays one weight their whole life. So obviously, or one, you know, or one height their whole life, you know, there are changes. Um, something your, your, obviously your skin quality um, is not as great when you're 60 as when you're in your 20s. So all that can contribute because all the stretch mark is is a weakened, a weakened skin tissue because it's been either stretched or gone back to baseline and then stretched again. So, you know, like women, like when we have babies, obviously, you know, that's when we tend to get the most stretch marks because we're growing a whole human inside of us. And then we, like super women, go back to normal. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, stretch marks are, you know, everyone's got them. It's, it's not a discriminatory type of thing that happens. Anyone can get them, whether you have light skin, dark skin, so, yeah, microneedling is definitely a great option. It will help to diminish some of that. It may need probably closer to four to six treatments as opposed to, like, those two to three if you were just doing it solely for anti-aging purposes. Um, but definitely a good option for that, too. Hmm. How about some of the other things that microneedling can take care of? So something that it does a really good job with is around the eyes. You know, that's a big problem area for a lot of people, and it's an area that is very delicate, a lot of people are not candidates for filler if they're hollow there or um, or if the skin is too lax. You also don't want to just place filler there because it's not going to hold it very well if the skin is kind of crepey. So microneedling is a great thing to do around the eyes. I mean, I do the whole face when I do the treatment, but, you know, if they have a lot of crow's feet, you can really, you know, get in there and use any, you know, if you're using stem cells or some kind of booster, um, even hyaluronic acid to kind of plump the area. And the results I've seen from the crow's feet and under eye area alone are so worth it because you start to see those changes. Your skin can go from like that very, very crepey under eye crow's feet, little tiny fine lines to, you know, 50, 60% improvement, which is, you know, a great number when you're very conscious or self-conscious about that area. Hmm. Microneedling in different forms. What are some of the other ones? So we hit up all of them that, uh, yeah, the skin pen is one of them, but any of the mm-hmm. other ones? Yeah. So there's another popular treatment is the radio frequency with microneedling, which hmm. I kind of refer to that as microneedling on steroids. So there's your traditional microneedling with the skin pen or Juva pen or whatever device you may have. And then there is RF microneedling, which takes microneedling a step further. So it's still microneedling, but and there are many different devices. The Morpheus is one of them, and there's lots of others, obviously, that have the same kind of technology. So it adds in a second technology, which is the radio frequency, which is heat. So that combination with the microneedling does a lot more um, effective or more aggressive, I should say, skin tightening. So very good to do around the jawline or even um, the neck, the submental area. Obviously, you could do your whole face. It's still good around the eyes because it's obviously microneedling. And um, the jowls, because I don't know if you know about jowls, but that's a big concern for a lot of people as they start to age. So the jowls on the side of the, the mouth you're talking about? Right, right. That kind of little area that gets a little saggy there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's a, that's a big, big uh, complaint of a lot of my clients. So, so uh, a more aggressive form of microneedling would then be considered for something like that because we can really 
kind of play around with settings and use that heat to really tighten the tissue along with doing that microneedling, which has all those other great effects of treating your fine lines and stimulating all of it will stimulate collagen as well. I didn't know that you could use that for those gels. Um, I thought it had to be more of like a, an injectable, a filler or something like that. No, actually the opposite because so you have to be very careful about your placement with filler in that area because if you, you know, put it not in such a right place or you don't really know the anatomy, you can actually make the gels heavier because you're adding volume there. So you have to be very strategic and very conservative in how much filler you put in that lower face or that pre-jowl or jowl area, even the chin, to make sure that, you know, you're not making the face heavier. Mm. So you're saying that when you do microneedling, you're encouraging collagen? That's really what's taking place there? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, A lot of collagen. Mm -hmm. So the difference between the microneedling, you know, let's say the skin pen and the radio frequency are you using radio frequencies to stimulate and it's not the same type of needling or is it the combo of it's, both? It's a combo. So okay. you'll, you're still getting needles that are basically being inserted like while you're, you're passing the device. But at the same time that those needles are being inserted, they're actually insulated with radio frequency energy. So you kind of have two things happening at once when you're using the machine. Is it safe to say, and I mean this in a positive way, that you're really beating on your skin with microneedling, but you're doing that to get the results. Exactly. So that's it's kind of like that concept where things are going to look worse before they get better because obviously when you're done, you're a little bit red. You look like you got almost like a little sunburn. You may have a little bit of that pinpoint bleeding, but that's actually what we want to see because we want to stimulate that um, skin and we want to cause... It's an injury, but it's a very, very controlled injury. And that controlled injury, it's what's going to stimulate that process. Sure. So I'm sure you get this question, but we are talking needles. Very fine to get the job done. What kind of pain is involved? So the traditional microneedling, I actually find it very relaxing. So the way we do it is you put topical numbing um, on the face for about 30 minutes, typically 35 to 45 minutes. And honestly, it's, it's prescription strength. It's very strong. Once we wipe that sucker off, you really don't feel anything. Um, so you feel the vibration of the of the pen because obviously they're they're micro needles or little tiny miniature needles or micro needles, and it just feels very relaxing. With Morpheus, because it is more aggressive, and then there's there's that radio frequency or that heat involved. We also do the topical numbing for about forty five minutes, but I take an extra step and I do um, a nerve block. So you know how when you go to the dentist and they kind of numb your face and oh, sure. you don't feel anything? Yep. So I will do that as well. That way when we do the Morpheus, um, because it is more aggressive, they're very comfortable. And then I can go as aggressive as I want because they're comfortable. Now, if I only use topical, I feel like, which I have done before many times and people are able to tolerate it fine, but it is a little spicy. So yes, I like to do both just so the patient's comfortable. How do you do the nerve block? I'm a geek. I got to know. Oh, so, so there's a few nerves that you can block on the face. Um, there's basically six injection points and you, with those injection points, you can block the whole forehead. You can block the whole kind of mid face and then your whole around the mouth and the lip. 
So the only area that does not get blocked is a little tiny sliver of like the side of your face. Um, so for that area, I'll just finish it off with just a little, few little injections, like little aliquots of lidocaine. But after that, the person is totally numb. Okay. So you don't feel nothing. Uh, <laughs> all right. So I really, I, I need to know how, how much pain can it block? When you do that, when you do that block. Oh, with the nerve block, it blocks all the pain. So you, you'll feel like that you're getting something done, but it's a very strange sensation. I don't know if you've ever, have you been to the dentist where they kind of dumped you all up? It's a very strange sensation. <laughs> yeah, when you feel pressure, you can feel certain things, right? Right, it, it is, right. It is, it is odd, but I've gone, I've had um, plastic surgery before for uh, minor skin cancer, things like that. and. Mm-hmm. They, they've never done that. You know, they've given injections, you know, local pain killer, um, but never, never something like that. I'm wondering why, why wouldn't you, if you could just easily block all the pain by doing one thing like that? Yeah. Yeah. If it's a small area, that's probably why they probably just only block that specific area. But because with the Morpheus, we're treating the whole face. Um, we will usually do that full mm. kind of facial nerve block because of the fact that we're treating the whole face. But yeah, sometimes if somebody just has, a little area we can just kind of spot inject that with lidocaine we won't need to do like a full blown nerve block but but no it works really well and obviously with morpheus we're doing the whole face we want the person to be full facial numbing um but i have found that that technique they're able to tolerate it you know fine whereas i found that if i just use the topical numbing even though most people tolerate it fine. Some people will still find it a little bit too spicy and kind of have to take breaks or, you know, so I rather the person not be in any kind of discomfort because, yeah. you know, some people, they don't, nope. I mean, some people like pain, don't get me wrong, <laughs> but yeah. I, in the aesthetic space, we want to keep them as comfortable as possible. So they actually come back and they're like, they're not traumatized by the act of what they went through. Sure. Uh, you know what, as life goes on, I, I don't love the pain, but I sometimes good with it. <laughs> it's okay. You know, it's a weird, it's a weird relationship with pain. Like you, it's, you anticipate it. You, uh, you, it's almost like a challenge to you when you've like, I can deal with that. I'm not saying anybody do that, but you know, if you're having a procedure done and you don't want to get totally numbed up, uh, I know people that have done, um, dental treatments and they're, they're, uh, hypnotherapists and they hypnotize themselves with no painkiller. Like I'm talking oh, wow. root canal. Yeah, I believe- I believe that. Yeah, I've heard of the similar things. And the mind is very powerful, so I definitely yeah. believe in that. I mean, I don't think I would have to really practice that. No, not for me. <laughs> no, let, let them do it, and uh, good for them. Too. Yeah, I'm like, I'll just eject my lidocaine. I mean, that's a sure bet. <laughs> you know why? You know why? Because you can. So why wouldn't you? Yeah, uh, because I can. <laughs> yeah, so many great details about microneedling today, Maria. And if you want to find out more, MK Wellness. HydrationLounge.com, MKWellnessHydrationLounge.com. Always great having you with us and uh, always learn a lot, like good stuff. And uh, looking forward to next time we talk, Maria. Good, good. Thank you so much for having me. They'll challenge your authority. They'll try to break your will. They'll push you to the edge of your sanity. Because that's what kids do. But this car is your territory, not theirs. Defend it. Who makes the payments? Who cleans it? Who drives it? 
You do. That's who. And in here, your word is law. So when you say you won't move until everyone's buckled up, you won't budge an inch. Until you hear that click. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. For more information, visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup.